Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Michael Backlund has scored as the Calgary Flames lead the Columbus Blue Jackets 1-0 early in the second period. Also, after the first, the Maple Leafs up 2-1 on the Ducks. Marner and Nylander scoring for Toronto. Local product Sam Steele has his fifth of the season for the Ducks. Early in the second, Sharks lead the Capitals one zip. And about eight minutes left in the first period, Blackhawks up 1-0 in Detroit later. The Bruins and the Avalanche. The Edmonton Oilers back at it tomorrow. Furnace Family Oilers hockey here on 6.30. Chad, they're going to be playing the Nashville Predators, who are having an excellent season. Hal Gill's going to give us the details later on tonight. 5.30 for the face-off show game at 7 right here on 6.30. Chad, the Oilers today moving Kyle Turris to the taxi squad. And goaltender Ilya Konovalov goes back to the Bakersfield Condors. And there continues to be much speculation that Evander Kane is on the verge of becoming an Edmonton Oiler and could even uh, play a game or two on the upcoming three-game road trip that's going to start in Montreal on Saturday. Dave Tippett had some limited comments on Evander Kane today after the Oilers' optional practice, and we'll get to those in a few minutes. The Edmonton Elks. They are going back in time. Today, they added a Darius Bowman. That's right, a Darius Bowman, who's been retired for a couple of seasons. Emmanuel Arsenault, who uh, hasn't played in the CFL for a couple of years. Both were good in their prime. Well, they've both been signed by Chris Jones, uh, along with a few other players as well. And we'll dive into that later on tonight as uh, some interesting signings here. I've certainly seen some of the chatter on social media that the 2022 Edmonton Elks are trying to win the 2014 Grey Cup. We'll see. Uh, I mean, not all of the players signed today are uh, of the same vintage as Bowman and Arsenal, who, again, were pretty awesome in their primes. But uh, it appears that Chris Jones is going for a certain type of player. So we'll discuss that as we move along tonight as well. Now, the Oilers, well, two in a row. We'll see if they can uh, get some positive momentum going here after that uh, pretty tough stretch they had gone seven games without a win before beating Calgary on Saturday and then rallying to beat the Canucks last night he'll put it towards the net blocked in front of the net over to McDavid oh how did that go in as Miller took it away he'll get it out to Mott short-handed chance goes to the net scores from the right wing scores down the right side McLeod weasels it in on the short side and the Oilers have cut the lead to two to one McDavid but he lost it to Mott he'll get a short and a breakaway Mott comes in shot oh the save by Koskinen got it with a pad the Oilers buzzing down by one with 939 to go into third across Drysdale scores Into the Oiler end, down the left wing, made a move, put it on net, pad save 
Puck on the right wing, and Nurse will come out. He's got McDavid. Nurse will skate down the right wing, in over the line. Nurse, the pass, McDavid, scores! What a rush. Connor McDavid! He puts it in, and the Oilers win 3-2 in overtime. Yeah, the comeback win for the Oilers, and let's face it, a game that they pretty much dominated. The shots on goal finished 50-27, including 9-1 in overtime for the Oilers. The shot attempts, so that's shots on goal, blocked shots, and uh, shots that missed the net, 94-43 for Edmonton. And if you look at the offensive zone time, a little over double in favor of the Oilers. Now, you got to get the goals, which they eventually did last night. But overall, uh, I thought it was a pretty good effort for the Oilers. Koskinen made some big saves along the way. And the Oilers, uh, I mean, it's... It's almost well. I'm not. It's not almost is not correct. It is. It is shocking at this point how often they fall behind in games. In terms of allowing the first goal, it's ten consecutive games. It's sixteen of the last seventeen. They have trailed at least one nothing, and it's twenty five of the last twenty nine. They have played thirty eight games this season. They've allowed the first goal twenty eight times. When they've scored first, they're ten and zero. We, we just don't see it happen very often. It, I, I mean, it, it's reached the point where it's almost expected, which is kind of crazy. You almost expect it to be one nothing for the other team. I've said this before. It's not a matter of if. It's just a matter of how. Is it going to be the first shot of the game? Is it going to go into the second period like it did last night? Is it going to be a period in which the Oilers play pretty well and then have a defensive breakdown and allow a goal? Or is it going to be a period that's pretty even, but the Oilers just can't get the first one? It keeps happening over and over again. I I feel like we've gone through kind of a a few different stages of this already. Okay, well, it's it's happened a little bit. Okay, now it's happening a lot. Let's let's really, really talk about it. Let's see if we can figure it out. And then I, I feel like we almost went through a phase where it's been, well, well, I, I guess it's just going to happen. What more do we say about it? It's probably going to be one nothing for the other team. You know, I, I think for the Oilers and the, the, the coaches, they know it's happening. They don't want it to happen. They want to score as many goals as possible. First one, second one, third one, last one, whatever. So they know it's happening. And uh, they certainly would like to turn it around. Just haven't found a way to do it. And uh, after the optional skate today, Dave Tippett commented on, always having to come back in games. It's not something you haven't seen before, so you deal with it, you know, and that's, uh, I think we went on early on, we're worried about it, and then just happened so much, you just got to deal with it, and that's where we are right now. And Even last night, like, again, we, we've had some games lately where, you know, we've, we've given up the lead and we feel like we're playing really well. So last night was the same thing. After the second period, we were... You know, we'd create a lot of good chances. We had to start capitalizing on some of them. McLeod's goal sneaks in, and it kind of gave us a lot of juice, and the power play took over, and, and there wasn't a power play goal, but right after the power play scored. But we had, we had lots of chances to win that game. Their goal, goalie played very well, but I like the way we stuck with it. Well, Tippett said it. It's not something we're not used to dealing with. <laughs> and as I alluded to, they went through a stage where they were worried about it, and now, well, just deal with it. Okay, it's one nothing. Maybe it's 2 nothing. Hopefully it doesn't get to 3 or 4 like it did against the Florida Panthers. But they got to – I mean, look, I, I always try to think something positive about everything. 
And continually falling behind in games is generally not positive because the first goal in the NHL means quite a bit. But maybe, you know, if if the Oilers make the playoffs, and, and I still think they're going to, that, I, I don't know, maybe there's a really crucial game along the way or later on in the regular season when they're jockeying for position and uh, they fall behind and it's not a shock. <laughs> Why would it be a shock at this point? Because it happens almost every game, 10 in a row, 16 of the last 17, 25 of the last 29. That's a third of a season. 20, 27 games is a third of a season. That's more than a third of a season. 25 of the last 29. The Oilers have allowed the first goal of the game. So I, I'm just trying to think positive. Okay, maybe they're playing whoever, wherever in game three, four, five, six, seven of playoff series and they allow an early goal. Eh, okay, that's happened before. That's that's what That's how I'm trying to think. Because at this point, it, it appears that the team is not letting it cripple them. It appears that they're at least capable of coming from behind. Now, of course, it can't, can't happen every game. But, hey, they did it against Calgary. They did it last night. So they know sticking with it can pay off. So at least I think they have the mentality that falling behind in a game isn't going to shock them, isn't going to change the way they play, isn't going to take away their belief because if that were the case, they, they wouldn't have won any of these games. I mean, they've only won, what, four of the last 17 now. It's not, it's not very many. But, but you know, even in those ones, they got three and they got three wins in which they allowed the first goal against. So, I don't know. Again, I, I'm just trying to think positive. And, and you heard Tippett say it. We went through a stage where we were worried about it, and now we realize we just got to deal with it. And I suppose that's, that's maybe how you sum up the – resilience in terms of sports sometimes bad things happen you just got to deal with it you might fall behind a lot you might have a ref make a bad call that doesn't go your way whatever you got injuries you just got to deal with it so i'm trying to think of this as a positive where over this bad stretch and really most of the season the Oilers have often not either not started games well or allowed the first goal of the game and they just got to deal with it so i don't know that's kind of where I'm at, I suppose. I, I, I did enjoy a, a caller we had last night on Overtime Open Line who said, why doesn't Dave Tippett offer the players $75,000 if they score the first goal of the game? Now, I'm pretty sure that would violate several rules and regulations in the National Hockey League. <laughs> I, I know what he's saying. I understand what the caller was saying. But it appears the Oilers can come back in games, uh, you know, even if there's not money on the line to get the first goal. I don't know, everybody. Maybe we get a bunch of canned hams. I know some of you have won canned hams over the years. Maybe we pool all those together. And if the Oilers score first, that player gets a bunch of canned hams or they get to share them all. I don't know. But they're able to get some wins even when not scoring first, uh, including the last two games, which Dave Tippett expanded on. Well, the Calgary game was seesaw back and forth. You know, we, we got ourselves back in the game with a power play on that one. Koskinen played real well for us. The game last night, I thought, if you watched the game from start to finish, we were a really good team. Like, we had a lot of chances. Didn't capitalize on chances. That's probably the one area that we can improve on. But found our way back into the game. And over time, we were dominant, and we got the one we wanted. So it's, uh, you know, they're just, I don't know. It's, last night's game... Lots of energy, lots of compete. I mean, there's lots of lots of good things to, about the game, and um, we got to keep moving the right direction that way. That way. 
All right, so a little bit there from Dave Tippett as uh, the Oilers get a couple wins to get up to 20 on the season. They're 20-16-2 and two with Nashville coming to town tomorrow. Craig McTavish is going to check in between 6.30 and 7. Of course, there's time for you as well on the CertainTeed hotline, 780-496-0063, CertainTeed professional-grade building materials. And uh, we'll tell you what Tippett said. Well, you'll hear what Tippett said about Evander Kane when we get back to Inside Sports. So you've probably seen the uh, numerous reports that Evander Kane uh, likely to sign with the Edmonton Oilers, though there's some reports too that the Washington Capitals are still in the mix. Dave Tippett was asked about Evander Kane today. Ken and I have talked to him, and that's about where we're going to go until something happens. There's not much more to say about it. Okay, well, he had a little bit more to say about it, but not much as uh, Tippett was asked to expand on that meeting with Kane. We'll see. We'll see. We had just chatted with him a little bit. It was... uh, you know, we have asked a few questions. He gave a few answers, but we'll see where it goes. All right. Well, I, I think Dave Tippett in this situation probably wisely not expanding on those conversations. But, uh, I mean, who knows? That could be a story in the next couple of days that Evander Kane is uh, is joining the Edmonton Oilers. And I know we did uh, a lot of talk on the show last week when those uh, rumors first started popping up. So, anyway, just a very quick update there. But Tippett obviously confirming that there were meetings and uh, now we'll wait and see on that front. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Wayne standing by. Hi, Wayne. Go ahead. Yes, uh, I'd like to know uh, what happened uh, at the draft. Uh, the Oilers moved down two spots, right? Uh, I believe it was two. Yes. Okay. Now, uh, if we stayed in the same position, we would have had a chance at that one of those two top goalies in the first round. Am I correct? Uh, no, because one goalie was already gone. I'm just double-checking. Koso uh, went 15th. And what was our position? Uh, 20th. Yeah, they, J- uh, Jesper Wallstedt was the other goalie. That's who Minnesota moved up to uh, take in, at 20th. So the Oilers okay, went down to 22. We get, what did we get in return because we dropped back to? Uh, I believe they got another pick. Uh, yeah, they got a third rounder so they swapped first round picks and the Oilers also got a third rounder oh okay uh okay one more thing and i did uh, i'm gonna say goodbye after i'm finished saying this everybody have a terrific evening who can never hear this if not a terrific evening a great evening if not a great evening a good evening knowing that there's still time there's still uh you still have air in your lungs john 316 and thank you for listening to me and answering my questions Okay, thanks, Wayne. No problem. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three Certainty Hotline. We have Doug standing by as well. Hey, Doug. Hey, Reed. Uh, hey, Cam Hams. <laughs> sounds yeah. like you've been talking. To, sounds like you've been talking to Jason Strudwick a little bit, no? I haven't talked That's... to Struds for a while. I, I ripped off the canned ham thing from David Letterman, quite frankly. Okay. Ma- okay. Anyway, she. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of. Uh, I've been mad at the Oilers this year, but to be honest, um, having Ken Holland in, uh, if not for his patience, um, a lot of other our other general managers would have pulled the trigger by now on something. 
uh, to change the team. And I think this team is at the age where it needs to gel. And I think he's giving them the chance to go through the, the thick and the thin together and hopefully learn from it. Um, whereas, you know, the Oilers never really have had that option going back to when Paul and Everly were around. And, you know, we've always had knee-jerk reactions depending on what the, the fans' mood were, was. And uh, Holland's been around long enough uh, to, and he's put some winners on the ice. I, I He's kind of got my vote of confidence right now. Uh, hopefully this will turn out. I'm not happy about the goaltending. Um, I think, honestly, if you look at what Carolina did, they knew they were in trouble with goaltenders. They signed a collegiate athlete. Um, that was kind of thinking outside the box, and I was, I was hoping it would spread to the Oilers, but it didn't. Um, this Kane thing, I'm not sure where I sit on that, but I just think the patience might actually prove to be beneficial. Yeah, thanks, Doug. Here's what I think, and, and you know, obviously there's been a lot of talk about goaltending, about does Ken Holland need to do something, change the coach, make a trade. Um, and, and, I, and I've, I've been one of the people saying it when it comes to a couple of little things, maybe not everything. But I also think if, if I'm putting myself in the mind of Ken Holland, he's probably thinking, okay, we're not even at the halfway point of the season yet, even though we're getting into late January, but with all the postponements, we're not there yet. And I also wonder if he's thinking, all right, when was the last time I saw my full lineup? If Hyman comes back tomorrow, they'll kind of finally have the team that they haven't had since, what, early December because of all the COVID and the postponements. So maybe he wants to see how that team does once they get playing together again. McTavish next. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.